0: So, essentially, the show's almost over is one way to look at it. Show's well, done. Show's done. Because uh, we got tons to get to from the presser yesterday. I haven't even played any of the the players yet. Jimmy Crooks was really good. Jake Bennett was really good. And we got more from Skip. Plus, Joey Helmer is going to join us later in the show than he typically does. Probably around 1120 because Patty Gasso is coming up at 11 a.m. So, it's almost like it's just a two-hour show. So, everything is being moved around. Appreciate everyone being patient with us, including OU Psycho, who kicks off Hour 2 on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. What's up, OU Psycho? How are you, man? Good morning, Psycho. Hey.
1: Thank you, Plank and Josh. This is a great show this morning. Uh, just want to declare right off the bat, uh, Plank, you got to be the hardest-working guy in this metro area with all that you do.
0: Well, again, like I like to tell people, i got a kid who's going off to college and i got a daughter who wants to be a barrel racer <laughs> yeah. in so i have to work every single possible show i can but i appreciate that psycho i try to stay busy it keeps me out of trouble uh
1: one more thing i'd want to say i like uh, the ref you know to listen to i like all sooner all the time and it gives a great uh break from the other stations but while i was on another station like i heard somebody say that for women's professional softball that basically it wasn't there wasn't a market in it here. There are not really here, but, you know, I've been watching this athlete, Athletes United for a couple of years now on ESPN, and, I mean, I knew all about it. And uh, I've been watching our former players and a, a lot of just basic, you know, college softball girls go into that. So I just like to take your views on that, and I'll take it off the air. Thanks, Thanks for
0: so Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I – well, and that's the big question. I wouldn't say there's – not a market for it I think there's an incredible market for it I just I don't know if the way to super serve that market is by having two split leagues now I'm gonna learn a lot because I'm gonna be immersed in the WPF over the next couple of months and who knows maybe their business model is the one that works but just to blindly say oh there's no market for it I mean that's just not true it's it's here. And, I mean, we, we want to follow. I think the challenge is, is it a sport that you'll continue, Josh, to see people want to follow after they take off their crimson and cream or orange and black and uh, maize and gold or what is it? Anyway, whatever. I, my, my point is. Maize, maize and in blue. Ma- thank you. Did I say maize and gold? I'm drunk. But the point is, you you, you want to see that. You feel like it's there. That was my whole point of the opening segment of the show today was to say kudos to those who I saw that are out supporting and, and doing everything they can. It's awesome to see. But I I don't – I would disagree that there's not a market for it. It's how do you make sure that you're super serving that market. And by that, I mean – I mean, we, we kind of have to do the same thing, right, as a radio station. There's a, a, a boatload of competitors, from Tulsa to Oklahoma City to Enid and all Law and all these places that we want to be your choice. We super serve you. And we say, listen, we feel like that there's not enough coverage of OU softball, OU baseball. There's maybe not even enough coverage of OU football. And so we come in and say, We're gonna bring you that. Are we gonna talk about other things? You bet. Because it's almost impossible to just do one thing. But we're gonna give we're gonna Knock you over the head with it, man! And we're going to do it with entertaining people and people who are tied in. You got a guy who won the damn Butt Kiss and Venerec Award in the afternoon. You have the voice of the Sooners in the morning.
2: You have okay. the Sooner sideline reporter and play-by-play play voice of Oklahoma softball.
0: Right? You knew I wasn't going to include myself.
2: So <laughs> no, you. yeah, I know. I gotta, I gotta, you I gotta, gotta help me give out. you your kudos. You got, you've got
0: an incredible vet who has covered Oklahoma from basically birth in the Steel Man, and you have a guy who has just been born in this industry that's a rock star in what Parker Thune does. You have a guy who is kind of the, the, the ground floor for us on this show and in keeping us level-headed and not letting me lose my mind in Josh, who covers every event and has, in, in working with Locked On Sooners. is I mean, my point is, we super serve you. That's what we're here for. Professional softball has to do that. They've got to make it easy, and I think with – What's happening with the athletes unlimited? They're doing that. I think that's what's going on with the WPF. I hope it is. But we'll see. You've got you've got to be almost over the top. You've got to be everywhere. You've got to count on these young women using their social media accounts to spread the word. You've got to count on it. It's got to be more than just, "Hey, I play on the Pride," or "Hey, I play on the Vipers," or "Hey, I play on." Team Sario, or whatever it was. I'm going to be out here, and this is where I am. This is how you can watch. Come see it. We're going to be here. I'm going to give away 20 tickets if you can. Right? I mean, you've got to find a way to
2: make it easy. But, no, I, I think there's a market. Don't you? 100%. People uh, around here, they, they want to keep following the Romeros of the world. They want to follow the Jocelyn Allos of the world, Lauren Chamberlain's of the world, these stars from Oklahoma – I don't think it's just you win a national championship at Hall of Fame Stadium and this fan base is done so done with you. I think that they just haven't really had the best marketing at times in the past. And, again, when you talk about super serving, that, that needs to be better. It needs to be better. But I think that softball around here has grown to the point that there's an interest in, in these careers post-Oklahoma. I do.
0: I did too. I hope it grows. I hope it continues to grow. All right. It is uh, 10 19 on the ref. Hour one uh, had been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. Hour, hour two is brought to you by Allison Insurance Company. Well, Bob and Robert Allison to take care of you at 405 745 2968. Burly Boomer hits us up on the air comfort solutions. Text line. Yeah. Toby is quite the jester. I listen almost all three hours every morning and he still throws me off sometimes such a shock jock. (laughs) What a shock jock. indeed. not, he's not a shock jock, but it is, it is kind of funny to see that what was a joke actually resonated with someone that's like, Hey, why isn't he going? This dude's not going. It was a joke. Uh, I, I do appreciate this uh, of the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line from the 405 Plank. I have a couple barrel horses. I'll give you one. Just take a few days off. I'm of the uh, Bill Belichick mindset right now of hashtag no days off. It's like I, I had a Saturday off. That was it. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Do you know what I did with my Saturday day off? I got sick. I laid around. It was terrible. Um but it's not just see here's a funny thing as i have as a horse owner now josh i mean you could probably even go as far as referring to me as i mean a a borderline breeder of horses i have one but here's what it's not necessarily the the horse is expensive right that's one thing but it's caring for the damn thing it's like having another child that's not i mean the buying of the horse isn't a hard thing. I mean, it's the feeding of it, it's the housing of it. The, the thing gets sick, taking care of it. Do you know what it costs? It's it's cheaper for me to go buy Jordans than it is to shoe a horse. That's the problem here. But I will say this much: it's a labor of love. I'm not complaining. What did, did what, no, so, no 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 no? You, you don't all, you don't
2: do that. No, not at all. Were you all in on hockey last night, or was? Oh it, yeah, you? I watched. Okay. I watched start to finish right until burakovsky decided adios see you later bye i I ended up so i was
0: it was interesting because i was i was supposed to be on that wpf call last night we got rained out so i had the hockey on i had the softball on in here because i was watching sid uh and sierra and then i went inside and i just i started watching hockey and i mean just what an enthralling matchup it got me thinking and i know that this might be a good August conversation, but it got me thinking about 1997 and I don't know why everything becomes a big, what if conversation Did You see the big, what if they threw last night about Arizona state? What if in 2017, they had hired Billy Napier at Arizona state out there. You just kind of laugh. It's like, gosh, really? I mean, the man hasn't even coached a game against Florida, and we're acting like he's ready to change everything in college football. (laughs) Gee, can he coach one game before we elevate him to hero status? But I was thinking, what if 97, okay? 1997, I was 22 years old. I was hot. But it was also a time whenever Oklahoma City was being mentioned in the mix for? True Sooner knows this answer.
2: An NHL team?
0: An NHL franchise. And, in fact, Josh – not only were they under consideration for an expansion NHL franchise, but in 2002, or pardon me, in 2007, they also made a play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, um, in 97, I had to dig this because I didn't even remember. The four teams, they added four teams in 1997. And it was the Nashville Predators, the Panthers, the Columbus the, – no, no, no. The Atlanta Thrashers, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Minnesota Wild. The NHL stayed at 30 teams until the Vegas Golden Knights arrived in
2: 2017. And now we have the Seattle Kraken as well. And the Seattle Kraken most recently, thank you. To get us Release you. the Kraken, please. Yeah, I don't know. Where is
0: um, – was it before that for – it was well before that for Carolina, right? But Carolina was a team that moved. So, Nashville, who did you say? <laughs> the Florida Panthers. For some reason, I was thinking they were a part of that wave. I, you know what is so funny? Because the Florida Panthers on NHL 94, and it's it's hilarious to me because I didn't realize that they'd been around since 90, 93. So they were 93. They've actually only qualified for the playoffs seven times since their existence, and they, they finally won a playoff series in 2022. Anyway, this isn't about Florida. This isn't about the four teams that were added it's in. It's about OKC. Do you think, Josh Helmer, as I'm yes. watching this, I'm watching this excitement, and I'm in, and I'm, fired, I'm loving it. I, I'm not a Lightning fan. I don't care about the avalanche. But would Oklahoma City have supported hockey like the NBA ended up being supported?
2: I think so, yeah. Uh, I think it would have been huge. It's not traditionally Oklahoma City a hockey market, but you could say the same really about basketball. It's a football state with Oklahoma football. Oklahoma State fans, they've caught the fever for football at times, have supported both, basketball and and baseball really well on the collegiate side but generally speaking it's an Oklahoma Sooners football state right right but professional basketball has been very very successful when the thunder have been good and I just I don't know that Oklahoma City as a market is a too professional sports City. Yeah, no. Really coexisting and being super successful. To me, as soon as you got the thunder that rules Oklahoma City out as a legitimate NHL hockey destination, just the idea of this being a city where you've got
0: two teams
2: in the same season on the calendar year, I just... I don't think moving forward it's realistic, but I do think it would have been successful. And I think you look at a market like Las Vegas. I think you look at a market like the Nashville Predators. I mean, like what about Nashville would tell you that that city was going to get caught up in and enthralled by the national hockey league? Nothing, nothing about Nashville tells you that, but guess what? One of the big shows in town, it turned into that Las Vegas, Las Vegas, you, you wouldn't think that Las Vegas would be the type of city maybe that would be super caught up in and carried away with professional hockey, but when you're the only show in town, guess what? That That's what happens, and that would have been the case here in Oklahoma City, but uh, obviously now that uh, ship has sailed. I think part of two –
0: listen, they, the crowds in OKC were great even when they were bad, right, especially when they first moved there. But I, I often do wonder how it would have gone had Oklahoma City not just been instantly good. And they were. For a team that moved to another city, you don't get a squad qualifying for the playoffs in their second year often. And then one in their third year going off to the NBA Finals? I mean, that just, that doesn't happen. And, well, hold on. Was it third year or fourth year? I might be saying it doesn't happen and it actually didn't happen. But my point is, I, I think, I'm with you. I think it would have been huge. People forget, man. I know it was a different level, but they used to pack the place for OKC. Yeah, it was their third year. They used to uh, – in the conference finals, in their fourth year, they're in the NBA finals. That doesn't happen for a team that moves. It never does. But I still can't help but wonder if hockey in Oklahoma City would have been as big of a hit. And that's that's where my mind went last night while I'm watching this. Could you imagine coming in uh, – today. And it's like, man, I hate it that the, I'll just use the blazers, even though they probably would not have been called the blazers, man. It stinks that the blazers got eliminated by the avalanche, but what an atmosphere in Colorado last night. I don't, I don't know. I just, it's funny to think about how that was the big push for the longest time in the late nineties, early two thousands, even up until kind of the early part of the first decade of the two thousands. Hey man, hockey look at these crowds that came out for CHL, imagine an NHL franchise. And then our debate on sports radio would be, well, it's kind of a blue-collar crowd. You know, you're stepping up financially. It's going to be a big investment when you go from CHL ticket prices to
2: NHL ticket prices. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But it, uh, the interest, it They're just stays with you once you start – talking about yep. the the top of the top, the National Hockey League. And the interest that was already there at times for these minor league teams, both in Oklahoma City and Tulsa, I think is a good indication that, yes, if it was the professional sports league that came here, it was going to be wildly successful. Um,
0: Wait, hold on. Big bad wolf rats. Y'all are wrong. OKC would do just fine with a hockey team as well, remember. There's not a lot to do. That would be so much fun. <laughs> now, we're saying it could work, but just the concern would be two professional franchises at the same time. I think it was Mr. Funk who said that he felt like you couldn't have uh, two franchises in a city like Oklahoma City under different ownership groups. I don't know if that's true or not.
2: I on. Look, I would love it. I would love for the National Hockey League to come to Oklahoma City tomorrow. I love the NHL. I love professional hockey. I just think in terms of the long-term viability, right. Th- there's only so many tickets getting bought. True. Sure. And there's already such a strong interest in what's going on at both the University of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and we've dissected and discussed in the past what has the thunder done to OU basketball right or what has it done to Oklahoma State basketball there's always still going to be a draw when they're good for both OU and Oklahoma State so you're not just competing with the Thunder you're competing with Oklahoma football you're competing with the basketball programs and the wrestling programs and gymnastics at OU you're competing with softball I just I I don't see it I I don't I'd love to see it because I'd love for the NHL to be here but to me, it's one or the other that's going to be successful. All right,
0: quick break. It's ten twenty-one. Maybe we need to put that NHL team in Tulsa. Be okay, Center. Let's go. Dude, I'm That'd all awesome. about it. All right, when we come back, uh, what did the stars of the Sooners have to say at the send-off to Omaha? And we'll get an update on how things are going for the Sooners as they go through kind of the car wash of day one at Omaha before their showdown tomorrow with Texas A&M. We'll have that for you. On the flagship for OU Baseball, KREF 1499.3 in Norman, beginning with a 1230 pregame tomorrow right here. Well, that didn't take long for first take. Welcome back into the Plank Show uh, with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Our man Pierce is running the show. I, I've, just because I have been too lazy to pick up my remote and turn it. What, what's tonight, Josh? You happen to know what's going
2: on tonight in the NBA? Game six, right? It's a big one. Could be the fourth title in eight years for the Golden State Warriors with injuries mixed in along the way, or else we could be talking about this group matching what Jordan and those those Bulls teams did with six. But either way, I mean, who knows? It might be number four for Steph Curry and company. Mm. It'd be an important one for them. Sure. Uh, all right. And, and who? ABC, right? Subsidiary of
0: our, the mothership for ESPN? Right? Pretty big deal.
2: Current topic What could a healthy Anthony Davis mean (laughs) for the Lakers? So I'm sitting in studio and. What are we doing? We've got it set up to where both of the. You and I sit here and rail on these (laughs) debate shows day after day after day. And yet the the two channels in here that are set up are ESPN and Fox Sports One. And it's funny that you mentioned that about first take. That literally was the debate on undisputed. Are you serious? Fifteen minutes ago. Fifteen minutes ago. LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James reminds the world. Look out for Anthony Davis next season. It's like, dude, <laughs> these guys didn't even. Ma- these guys didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't even come close to making the playoffs.
0: Uh, Texas A and M, by the way, is meeting with the media as we speak. Uh, so. I might take you there for just a skosh because Gary Cavins is going to join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. But I want to hear a little bit of Jim Schloss Nagel here real quick in advance of Oklahoma. And to
3: see, uh,
4: you know, obviously you guys going through this for the first time as a team, going through a lot of firsts in a while for this program. Um, Just what's it been like to kind of do that collectively as a unit, but also you know the fan base kind of feeding off of that, following along, first time in Omaha. For you know, five years or so, and just you know, what's it kind of been like,
5: Nathan?
0: It's been awesome. Just the support that they've showed, throughout the whole season following us and believing in us, even in our rocky, rocky parts. It's it's the 12th man. They're awesome. I, I love them. It's the best school I think in the world. Their fans are the best, and yeah, that's why you play for them and for our, for each other. Nathan Detmer,
2: by the way. Okay. Troy, you
1: want to respond to that too? Or?
4: Uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, he said it great, but. Um, I wasn't here last year, obviously, to experience the down year, um, so I don't know what that feels like for them. But um, I I feel what it feels like for them this year, right? I I've, I've felt their passion coming into the year. I mean, just meeting fans early in the season or before the season started, just how much they've expressed, you know, what this place means to them, and and yeah, what it means to us. Um, they've supported us this entire way. There's there's nothing like the twelfth man, and uh, yeah, just. We're excited to to give them a team to root for here in Omaha. It's
0: Troy Klontz, their catcher. Uh, the Joe Mezcer, uh, SEC Network. One more here. Network.
1: Could you guys just uh, each of you speak to how difficult it is to compete in the SEC and and having four teams here, what that what that means for the conference, and just speak to that, please?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I think playing an SEC uh, schedule puts you in the best possible scenario to have success when. When you're battle tested every single weekend, when there's, you know, not an easy at bat Friday through Sunday, whether you know it's the eighth inning or of a blowout game or a tight game, right? It's there is no such thing as an easy at bat. There's no such thing as an easy pitch. Um, when you can go through that week after week, um, you know you feel you feel ready to take on anybody. I think there's no surprise that there's as many SEC teams as there are here. Um, it's a great conference, but. Uh, there, you know, the teams that aren't in the SEC are also great teams here. So,
0: so that's a little bit of what Texas A&M is saying at the dais right now as we speak. Uh, Nathan Detmers and Troy Claunch, their catcher, I uh, pretty impressive dudes. And just kind of been following this and watching it. I was like, why can't we just bring this up? So I did. But you would. You would be shocked if you probably dove into, like I just did, the number of transfers that are on this squad. From Hawaii, Arizona State, Oregon State, Incarnate Word, Blinn College, Mississippi State, UTSA, Grayson College, Stanford. Micah Dallas is the Texas Tech transfer that plays for him. Jim Schlossnagel went deep in the transfer market. Here's what Coach has to say about tomorrow's matchup with Oklahoma. The grind of an SEC tournament or an SEC season to someone who's never gone through it.
3: You know, when you're not in the league, uh, two things happen. Like you, you, you watch from afar and you see the atmospheres and you see the level of competition. Uh, but you're also like, you know, the whole, it just means more phrase like You're like, that's, that's a little bit of el- elitist. Uh, and, uh, I do, I, it's not that it means more and no disrespect to the SEC or commissioner Sankey. It, it doesn't mean more. It means more to more people. There's more people, the schools are bigger, right? College baseball means a lot to the people in Fort Worth, Texas and and TCU. There's just more people at Texas, 70,000 students, 510,000 former students, right? So it just means more to more people in my opinion. Um, but the, but the league itself is it's uh, uh it, it literally is. It's such a gauntlet because of the level of play that the, every single team. If you said you know Alabama and Kentucky didn't make the Bay tournament, if you'd have told me two weeks ago Alabama and Kentucky are going to be in Omaha, wouldn't shock me in the least. Not not for one second. And so, just what Troy said, every single pitch has so much riding on it just to win a game, much less a series. Uh, and then you throw in the atmospheres uh, that are involved at just about every ballpark. Um, I mean, it, it, it is you know, on a on a Monday, the day after you play a three-game series. I, I, at least, you know, I've, I'm in decent shape, uh, but I'm literally mentally just so exhausted from the grind of the decisions that happen on every single pitch and the way it can turn because the players are so good and the coaches are so good. Like you're, there's Hall of Fame coaches all across that league. And so the, the you know, you're not facing somebody that uh, is isn't prepared. There, every single one of them is prepared at the highest level, and every single school is committed at the highest level. There's no there's no step back.
0: Very cool. By the way, how about that, Josh? To basically have a coach say, you know what? No offense to the SEC. I came from TCU. A lot of great baseball fans there. Uh, does it mean more here than it did at TCU? No, it just means more to more people. <laughs> great stuff, man. Great stuff from Jim Schlossnagel in advance of Oklahoma. In Texas AM and tomorrow. All right. Right now, before we grab our uh, second time out of hour two, and before Patty Gasso joins us at 11 a.m., we are pumped to be joined by our man, where we usually spend our Thursdays. Gary Cavins is in the house, Cavins Construction. Hey, good morning, Gary. How are you on this Thursday? I'm doing outstanding. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, I'm healthier, so that's a good sign. I'm getting there. Uh, first, is and, good. first and foremost, um, obviously a busy time. The rain has started to subside, and now those concerns about mold start to ramp up quite a bit. Kind of take us through what people should look for in that first call.
5: I tell you what uh, we're seeing a high volume of mold this right now the last several weeks um, you know the humidity's higher um, the heat's here uh, there's moisture um, we're seeing from rain the last couple of weeks we're seeing leaks, roof leaks and uh, water infiltration from uh, basically into homes and businesses, and then we're also seeing uh, HVAC condensate lines clogging, overflowing, and causing mold in closets and garages and uh, other areas too. I was on a mold call this morning um, where it's here. It's a local, uh, oh, it's a local nonprofit, and they had um, issues with mold in a, one of their closets. And, um, you know, it, it was pretty substantial. It was, still more, it was still a lot of water, moisture in there, and it was growing. Uh, I kind of joked with my staff when I got back. I said I could see the mold spores popping up on the wall as, they, <laughs> as, as I was inspecting it. But, no, uh, in all reality, it was really bad. So we're seeing a lot of mold. So if you see moisture uh, getting into your home or any kind of moisture dripping from ceilings or water staining on ceilings or water intrusion. Or, you know, the other thing we're seeing is broken exterior faucets that are causing water damage in the walls, and it's getting neglected and causing mold also. So there's just several things that are contributing to the mold issues at this time. And so it's best if you think that you have mold, um, give us a call. And one of our uh, trained uh, professional mold inspectors will come out and evaluate everything and uh, let you know exactly what you need to do and what the next steps are.
0: And not only trained in, obviously, understanding where you could have a mold issue, but, Gary, the remediation part of it, the extraction of it, is something that you've trained hard to make sure that, you know, once you figure out where the issue is, you can fix it and it's not going to be a problem again.
5: That's correct. That's, a, that's part of the process. You know, once we figure out that there is mold, we figure out where it's coming from, where the moisture is coming from. And we've got to fix the problem because if we don't fix the problem, we remediate the mold and we don't fix the problem, the mold will come back. And so that's part of our process. And, you know, we're here to help, um, you know, and there's a lot of it out there right now.
0: Gary, a lot of other things. We're going to talk about roofing with Chris coming up. Jessica kicked off the show with us talking about commercial maintenance. But, you know, you name it, you guys have it. The plumbing division has been uh, busy. You work very in-depth on carpet and air duct cleaning. And this is a time to make sure that, those entities are taken care of in your home and business.
5: That's right. You know, uh, we do have the plumbing division, but the Cayman's environmental division has just done an outstanding job recently. Uh, We've made a huge educational investment and equipment investment into that division, and uh, it's doing great. Jessica Lyle, the maintenance manager, has gone through a lot of extensive um, uh, training, and, and she's doing a great job with it. You know, from mold investigation to mold remediation, structural drying to for water losses, water extraction, uh, trauma and crime scene cleanup uh, to fire restoration and water intrusion investigation, um, air duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, carpet cleaning. Caven's Environmental is just um, they're doing an outstanding job over there, and I'm really proud of those guys and what they're accomplishing with their education, development, and taking care of the customers out there on these issues
0: com in Oklahoma City at 405-573-3048. The number in Tulsa, 282-7612. That's area code 918. And in Dallas, 230-0234, area code 945. Anything else we want to make sure we hit, Gary, before we let you get back to work?
5: No, I just, uh, you know, I just I want to say thank you for letting me come on and just thank you to all of our customers. You know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without everybody. And, you know, uh, here at Cavens, you know, it's important to us to take care of our customers and also take care of our our community. Um, You know, one thing I I don't know we've talked about, but, you know, Cavens has given back over $100,000 to our our community over the last three years, and we continue to uh, make donations every day. Yesterday we had the first responder softball uh, deal coming up, and they called us, and, you know, we made $2,500 investment uh, donation to them that they could, um, you know, uh, help them out. So we're just, you know, we're, we're not just a fly-by-night company. We're here for the long haul, and we're here to take care of the people that take care of us.
0: You're the man. Talk to you soon, Gary. Thanks for your time, bud. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Gary Cavins, CavinsConstruction.com. Quick break. We're back with more from Omaha. As it looks like Texas A&M's presser is just about to wrap up. Plus, we'll hear more from Skip Johnson and the crew right here on The Home of Sooner Fans. Pierce, how old are you? I'm just curious. Got to be, like, what, early 20s? Close? Uh, I'm 20. 20, okay. Josh, you guys probably don't even know this song, do you?
2: I know this song because we have played it on this radio <laughs> station and I heard it on the radio and stuff, but... It because it was popular when
0: I was, like, Pierce's age. No, like but was cool.
2: Pierce and... You know, Pierce and I hanging out in the studio a little bit here and there. The songs that I play, Plank, that are kind of from me growing up. It's like, right. hey, do you know this song? <laughs> uh, nah. i just never heard it. It's like, oh, man. You know what he – did you hear the story about what he told TJ the other day? That he listened to him when he was growing up or something like that? No, you, no. You, you'll love this. Oh, gosh. I, I think TJ shared this, but if he didn't, it was funny. So they were – they were toying around with the, the phone, the call-in line right. that we used to punch callers in, etc. And, you know, TJ was learning him up on it, coaching. Right. And <laughs> I don't know if there was a remark made like, oh, you know, like, how long has this phone been here? You know, whatever. But anyways, lo and behold, it it came to TJ telling him, yeah, this phone's been here ever since I first got here. <laughs> And Pierce was like, well, when was that? And TJ told him. And he said, oh, that was before I was born. (laughs) It's like, oh, man. Because if if you're 20, that means he was born in what,
0: like 2002? Yeah. Is that right?
2: Yep. Oh, my gosh.
0: I was married by 2002. You could be my kid. Actually, I say that I have a son that is turning 20 here in a couple years. So, gosh. Getting old sucks because it happens without you even knowing it. It's like all of a sudden you're like, whoa, why is my knee hurt while I'm walking? Wait a minute. What would you just say? Did you just say that song you've never heard of it before? What do you mean you've never heard of it? How dare you? It was number one on the charts in 92. Oh, gosh, that was 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I thought sleeping was supposed to be refreshing. Why am I sore right now? Why am I still tired from my nap? What is going on here? Uh, it's a Plank Show right here on The ref. Now, one thing I have not done a good job of on the program today. In fact, Steelman sent me a text that, I won't lie to you, kind of reminded me about it.
2: U.S. Open. <laughs> Thank
0: you. In fact, I think Steelman was probably like, listen here, Plank, this is a golf station now. You better start stepping up your game. Um, the leaderboard is not necessarily dotted with names guys like myself would know. I mean, unless Colm Taron is a dude that's been tearing it up on the tour and I've missed it, Josh. David Lingmerth,
2: he's. Uh, do you know where he played college golf at?
0: If it's Oklahoma, I'm gonna feel real embarrassed.
2: No, it, it's okay. not. It's not. It was the University of Arkansas. Ooh, woo pig. He's he's done this in the past where he'll have a you know good first round in a major championship, good couple of rounds in a major championship and then uh, totally dissipate. So we'll see if this one has any staying power for him. They're both at 300. Now the rumor had been that many
0: thought that the country club, many thought that this would be the day when some maybe substantial red numbers were put up on the board. And right now, what do we, do we even have like nine guy? I mean, I think we have like 12 people under par and that's it right now. So, to 13. 13 players under par right now, including Taryn and the Woopig Lingmurth. Meanwhile, as far as names that you know, Colin Morikawa is a shot back. He's two under through fifteen. As is Roy McElroy, two under, but he's through fourteen. And we gotta go down a little bit. Chris Godra, who is playing is seven over right now, he is through ten holes. Abraham answer was a last minute scratch because. Uh, he wasn't feeling well, and trust me, as someone who is coming off not feeling well, completely and totally understand, feel bad for Abe Ants or not. Yeah, having that opportunity. stinks. And let's see who else is playing today. Oh, Ben Lorenz. Where was Ben? I didn't see him on the scoreboard. That's never a good sign. Or it could be a good one. Yeah, there he is. Uh, he tees off in about uh, two hours. So part of that afternoon wave. Yeah, which includes couple of interesting names you know what hasn't taylor Gooch he's off this afternoon he's uh he's an eleven fifty two 52 tea time tony Finau, mr pga tour him and justin thomas are playing together uh brooks kepka is also this afternoon scotty scheffler dustin johnson among others
2: yes justin thomas and Finau, and Rory Rory McIlroy is already out there. All noted Live Golf Series fans.
0: (laughs) Are you you shocked at all how big of a story that ended up becoming yesterday with people like standing up for the PGA Tour? Okay.
2: Not at all. I mean, that's what you and I talked about at the beginning of this week was that it was going to supersede this thing a little bit. The only piece that could make this better, Uh we need somebody that we need – one of these guys from the live golf series to be toward the top of the board on Sunday. And we need, if it's McElroy, if it's Justin Thomas, one of those two guys to be who they're battling against the ambassadors for the PGA tour versus one of these, one of these fellas that's already gone over for the live golf series. I mean, come on, that's what we want, right? That
0: is what we're here for. All right, quick break. Uh, kind of caught up on things from the U.S. Open. We'll, I'll do a better job in hour two. A much better job in hour, well, three, I should say, of keeping up with the U.S. Open scores. But when we come back, we'll get ready for Patty Gasso, who joins us at 11.05 right here on The Home Sooner. Uh Good clarification from the 4.05. Correction, Plank, getting old is cool. Feeling old is what sucks. Correct. Absolutely correct. Getting old is awesome. Having to deal with all the issues that come with getting old sucks. No fun, man. I I would suggest staying in incredible shape your whole life. That's just the key. Don't, don't have a dip. And by the way, don't take two days off from working out because once you take two days off, you realize how much easier it is to not work out and you're done. Trust me. It's happened to me at least twice in the last five years.
2: Somebody sent this in. Want to feel old? If Back to the Future were made today, Marty would travel back in time to 1992.
0: Oh. <laughs> <It's>, uh, oh. <laughs> I have that every so often where I look back in. night. So, 92 would have been 30 years ago, right? So, gosh, it's 2023 next year. It's my 30-year class. It's
2: you only know. next year if you believe it. Oh, gosh! So I
0: always got a joke thinking about how long. Whenever I was in high school, how long ago the 60s seemed. It's like, gosh, that was so long ago. I God. know, and that's
2: how people feel about that's the 90s about and the, the early 90s, right. 2000s.
0: You did what? You wore your pants? How? Welcome to this feeling old segment of the Plank Show, brought to you by the Air Comfort Solutions text line four zero five. Six, five, one, three, four, three, nine. Oh, and our new intern, Piers. Piers, can we get a
2: clean version of Forever Young, please, to bump <laughs> us out? Of
0: course.
2: <laughs> is there a clean version? I don't uh, know. I that, that would double and triple check that.
0: So, Patty Gasso is slated to join us next. We've triple stamped the double stamp. We've sent the reminder text. Life is looking good to talk national championship with the GOAT. So, that's coming up next. Joey Helmer, because we have some recruiting news, right? There is a new member to the 2024 recruiting class at the running back position. 23, excuse me. We'll get to that coming up next hour. And all things OU baseball-related with Joey Helmer from OUinsider.com, plus the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. To say the final hour is loaded would be an incredibly massive understatement. So, stick around. Plus, live updates from the U.S. Open. Still, uh, what is it, Taron and Lingmurth tied at top of the leaderboard at 3-under. Taron is in the clubhouse. Lingmurth is currently playing 16. So, we'll keep you up to date on all things U.S. Open. Been a bit of a struggle so far for Chris Goddorup, who is at 7-over. So, tough day on the course. Abraham with withdrew, but complete U.S. Open scoreboard throughout the final hour right here on the Home of Sooner Fans with Patty Gasso coming up next.